0: Hello and welcome to a Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So today I am joined by Alice Grist, who is here to talk to us about tarot. Now, I have a secret love of the tarot, but I would love to know, Alice, how did you first get into the tarot?
1: Oh, there's my story.
0: Right. let's, get into <laughs> oh, let's it. go. Great. Thank you for having me.
1: Um, so how did I get into the tarot? Well, um, people, people love this. My dad was a vicar. Church of England vicar um, nice. when I was a child. Um, after my parents got divorced, I think he lost his faith a little bit. Nice. And he moved into, I guess, the wilderness of trying to figure out what his faith would be. And he returned to, I guess, some of his earlier intrigues, which were witchcraft, paganism, um, all of those kind of things. That he'd explored as a teenager but because not that it was far
0: removed from christianity though is it no, really? you know it's not a version of the same yeah exactly same, isn't it? <laughs> drinking um... blood eating the body <laughs> i mean come on <laughs>
1: yeah i think actually in many respects um wicca can be a little bit more sanitary than that but, <laughs> mm. but so basically he he ended up kind of moving into this goddess worshipping wicca white white i like to say white witchcraft for people who don't mm. understand what that is but i think all what witchcraft for the most part is is white um is good is pure um so he he started his own group sorry the door and, um
0: can i just get that and then yeah of course it i'm sorry typically and we're back. Yes. So dad's now moving into goddess goddess worship and the, the mystical, yeah. mystical arts. Yeah. So I used to go over at
1: weekends and sit with his gang, with his kind of coven. Um, and we did not just tarot, uh, healing and energy work and chakras and meditation and talks about goddesses and I mean it was fascinating. You can imagine as a teenage girl, particularly mm. in like the 80s and 90s, when these things weren't as mainstream at all as they I mean, now you can access this through your phone and the people you follow on Instagram or whatever. Well back then it was just unheard of. And um it was an absolute treat <laughs> to kind of Amazing. be working yeah. with these magical tools from such a young age. And so the one that I guess I really took away with me was tarot, mm. as well as healing um and just the whole spiritual path and so from being a teenager onwards I just
0: ran with it basically what what was it about the tarot that really like kind of inspired you at that age was it like at that age and it's no that's
1: fine very specifically at that age it's I wanted to know the future (laughs) Mm. which I don't I don't now my my um connection with tarot has changed massively and now I believe that we create our own futures and Tarot can be a part of um, helping us to catalyze that and understand yeah. it. But back then when I was like 13, 14, I wanted to know if I was going to have a boyfriend and everything was going to be okay. You know, the yeah, <laughs> very simplistic teenage girl kind of energy going into why I started Tarot, but they have sat with me and traveled with me through many life experiences mm. through my twenties, thirties, and now into my forties through motherhood and, they continue to craft me and help me craft my
0: life as as a person it's, it's mm. just such an adventure so how do you use tarot today because I think a lot of people first get into tarot or oracle because they do want to know is this relationship going to work out for me is this the right thing for me to be doing and it is like a, a predictive thing but mm. how is your journey with the tarot evolved and I think it's a, a really beautiful thing to to recognize that, because for me tarot is that ultimate journey through life, and it's like they're there when you for all of those stages. Like you said, like your twenties, your thirties, your forties, motherhood, all of those aspects. But how how has that evolved for you? What does tarot using tarot look like today for you? Tarot
1: for me now is, is reflection. So mm. it basically I will pull cards out and they'll tell me what I already deep down know, um, which can be relentlessly frustrating um <laughs> because they're constantly asking you to be better, do better, mm. you know. Um, and they will give, you know, there is that element of prediction and I have had, still do get predictions through them, but they're predictions I have to work towards or things that I have to action or sometimes avoid, you know, yeah. warnings. I feel like tarot, they don't give you the full picture at all. They give you a reflection of what's going on internally, where you're making mistakes, perhaps where you're getting mm. it right. Um, And they kind of in the end of that catalyst that has you continue to grow
0: yeah what was your first deck can you remember oh gosh yes it was astro
1: tarot by russell grant um I thought- <laughs> <laughs> I russell grant like the guy from the tv from the tv yeah, yeah. good was morning Bridget, or whatever TV or- not russell yeah. grant russell grant. russell grant yeah yeah no, it was i literally <laughs> had um i think a book voucher for christmas from my grandparents yeah. And obviously, again, pre-Amazon, pre, you know, you had to go to a bookshop. Mm. Um, and, yeah, there, there was, I think, maybe only one or two tarot decks available. Yeah. And one of them was this Russell Grant one, which was such a cute deck. I still have it. Um, it's very cartoon-like. And it had yeah. a lot of the astrological stuff in as well as just standard tarot. and yeah. um, so it's a gentle, easy deck. But I loved I think Russell Grant's deck has probably inspired me onwards that the use of his flourishing language and stuff like that, I think made Tarot really fun and intriguing because I'm a writer as well. You know, I love writing. That's part of the reason. There's another thing I use Tarot for is to explore creativity. Mm. Um, And so for his writing to be so flourished and beautiful and flowery was quite the inspiration to where I'm at now in terms of, I just want to write and I want to, you know, camera was kind of a tool for writing and
0: creativity too yeah my first ever tarot deck was the herbal tarot and I think I probably picked that up gosh it must be like 20 years ago now like oh <laughs> was quick I was like oh my gosh how old am I now um and I don't know like you said I actually got mine from a metaphysical bookshop I can still remember it was in Shrewsbury in Shropshire and um there was this little shop and you went in there and it had like I don't know maybe like 15 tarot decks and that was amazing because again it was before the time of the internet that we have today and I always remember like I grew up in Cornwall and every time I went out of Cornwall like to go see family in London or up north north of Exeter (laughs) (laughs) I would always detour to Glastonbury because they had they still do now the bookshop the green tree and it's where I could go and get books I was interested in and that was such a special treat just to go to a bookshop because again didn't have amazon when well, i had my book my books were such a prized possession and nowadays you can just like scroll through amazon and go oh that's a nice deck i'll have that one Absolutely. and that one and that yeah. one yeah and they're just like they're like everywhere but i don't know it was a bit of almost like a bit of a quest to go and find the tarot or even to find a book on something you know a little bit esoteric so um how have you noticed the things change as more and more people come into tarot mm-hmm. do you do you feel that's a really good thing, or do you think there's a lot of misinformation? I mean, oh, well, I mean you I about... huge amounts of
1: misinformation mm-hmm. about
0: tarot, which
1: I'll go into first, I think, because it gets my goat. mean People are terrified of tarot still. It's changing. Yeah. It's definitely changing, and I think that social media and the internet is is the reason for that. It's making it a lot more accessible, um, but people are still. A little bit terrified of tarot mm. and um, so I've done a lot of research and thought about why that might be so and I think what I've come down to is a very simplistic answer but also quite true is misogyny and racism is quite imbued and embedded within the um the kind of <sighs> the approach to tarot that it's evil or wrong or devilish or demonic. I think people don't like seeing women in power or particularly Mm -hmm. in positions of sacred spiritual, holy power. Um, That is something that, you know, it's only recently that women have been able to be priests and things like that. And that's not across the board. Um, So women in positions of power has always been kind of frowned upon. And I think there's been a lot of a, a, a very real undercurrent of, dismissing that making that difficult that making tarot illegal which it was in America until quite recently really Wow. okay Um, also things like the whole um old wives tales about don't buy your own cards you've got to be given a deck of cards that's because again in the 60s women were picking up tarot cards perhaps for the first time in a while and we're beginning to use them and access their innate intuition and power and the power of women together when using tarot is another, is off the hook, another level. Mm. Um, but actually, if you just put these little myths and legends in place, like we oh, shouldn't buy your own deck, it might prevent like 90% of those women buying a deck at all um, because everybody's waiting to be given one,
0: you know? Yeah. There's also a lot of Isn't that symbolic waiting to be given permission to have a deck it's like where else are women waiting for permission to live the life they actually want to live or to step away from the rules that the society has like had on them for for so long it's like I always I was get very Britishly cross when I think about <laughs> like was I don't think it was until like I can't remember if it's like 77 or 79 it was just like just as I was being born that women in the UK weren't allowed to have a bank account in their own right they had to have permission from their husband or their father and I'm like that's nearly in my lifetime you know <laughs> it was like either just oh, I before mean, really? I was
1: yeah yeah not that long ago women weren't sp- allowed to go to funerals or they weren't allowed to go into pubs and order at the bar that was all new to me um yeah. with you know within the last century that that's changed
0: yeah. recently and I absolutely agree with that and I hadn't really thought about like women being in a position of power doing the tarot but of course because what I feel and I think um, we spoke just before is like that the tarot or any kind of divination tool gives you access to your own inner self it allows you to trust yourself it encourages you encourages you to look inwards and when you start doing that you become way harder to control because you start questioning things for yourself. You can give yourself validation. You can give yourself permission instead of always looking externally. And of course that's terrifying. Well, it's terrifying for women that have never experienced that level of self uh, self independence or knowledge, but it's terrifying for the society around us. So they're like, Oh my God, perhaps they're going to take over.
1: Yeah, I find it brings us into connection with other women. So my work with tarot is most often with women, very, very, mm. rarely with men. You know, they're probably attracted. Is that to a conscious other... choice? or? Yeah, maybe it started as one, but it just seemed that my clientele have always been women and that's who I relate. Really... I do read for men mm. and that's fine, but they're not attracted to me. They may go to another reader who's a male mm-hmm. or somebody who, for whatever reason, is is their reader. Um, But it just, yeah, I do work with women. And honestly... The power I see when women pick up cards and start, even people who've never picked up a deck of cards before, um, which I do a lot of workshops with with groups of women who've never picked up cards. Mm. And they might start off a little bit nervous, a little bit scared. Um, And by the end of like a two hour session, they're all reading the cards like prose with real confidence um, because I give them permission and I teach them how to kind of access their imagination and their intuition. Um, And there's so much power in that. And the relationships I have with people where tarot is involved are really burgeoning and abundant relationships. Um, And I think, yeah, maybe there's something there that is deeply real about the sacred and the tarot are just a tool to the sacred. And I don't think the world at large really wants people accessing that full amount of power. The other thing I would say about the reason people don't like tarot or the reason culture has has this insipid and vile view of tarot is, as I mentioned before, racism. I think a lot of women who used tarot in the first instance were Romani women, not even Mm. in the first, just in recent times. Um, And they've kind of been fetishized and vilified because they were an unpopular racial group that was oppressed. Um, So not only have you got women holding the sacred tool of the tarot and helping people spiritually but romani oppressed women um, from another cultural and racial ethnic group and i think that somewhere in that melee of misogyny and racism the tarot have kind of been absolutely demonized um, along with the people who were being demonized at the same time Um, And I think that's a really interesting part of their history that I'm actively trying to work on for myself and trying to undo. I think it's beautiful that Romani women, when they were being oppressed by society, paid for their children's meals and foods and their families and supported them by doing tarot. Because I've done the same thing. Mm. Um, I think it's a beautiful part of the history, but it's one that has been sort of bastardized by mainstream media, whether consciously or not, probably consciously to some extent. Um, to make tarot this big evil thing (laughs) that they're just not they're a beautiful reflection of life um and they're a power tool to kind of figuring
0: out who we are because for me tarot is ultimately that story of life Mm -hmm. you know from the fall right through to the end and like you say to, to demonize that almost seems ridiculous and I and I was thinking like where do you see it in like pop culture it's always like the tower card or the death card yes, and, you know always. or the hanged man and it's like people are terrified of that and I'm like but this is life you know <laughs> and death doesn't mean like literal leaving your body we we experience death every day but I think it's that that death intuition it's like that's where the power is that death as in change and transformation um, and even we have such a you use the word "sterile" earlier. It's like it's so true. It's like we're terrified of death and natural passages of life,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: again, that disempowers us. We become fearful instead of like embracing like the ritual and the reverence for people passing on to where they're going next, or giving away our intuition and our power. And I think for me, part of that is I often talk about like we've been taught to to like be scared of the dark. And actually, I think the dark is it's where the fun and the pleasure is, but it's also where our power is. It's in, in that wisdom, it's in that imagining, it's in visioning, it's in just like trusting ourselves. Now, of course, I am a little bit scared of the dark. When I go outside mm-hmm. at night where I live, there's no streetlights. I always think a fox is going to come and nip my ankles. Um, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> definitely not terrified of the darkness within me, you know, because mm-hmm. it's that place of nourishment and nurturance. And, some reason we're just we're we're terrified of that journey within but then it makes us I think very that's to things around us yeah I think
1: tarot they're not they're not an easy tool to work with because they will reflect you your truth and if your Mm. truth happens to be quite dark they're not going to pull any punches on that now the thing is so you have say you have a reading Once every blue moon and it's reflecting at you the truth which is that you're in a bad place or there's dark things going on or there's been heartache and heartbreak it's going to feel really difficult and challenging so this is why i always recommend tarot as being an ongoing process is recognizing that you can you know evoke what you want from the tarot so you can Mm -hmm. use it to get out of that dark place and move towards something lighter they can be the tool that helps kind of nurture you through it all um you know, there's no need. I think people think that tarot is something they go to a reader for and they get given like ABC and then they have to walk away and deal with that. And a lot of people are often left, I think, from bad readings or I think there's some negative kind of stuff out there. And, and bad readers, I'll be honest, who kind of just blurt information in that kind of stereotyped way. I do think that exists. Um, but actually, tarot are much better taken as a tool that you wield yourself, that you particularly i find really interesting um in the last few years is not reading by yourself but reading with like-minded friends and making it like a community thing um that i think really allows for the reflections to go a lot deeper Mm. because tarot are difficult so if you get a bunch of cards that are like kind of hard to sit with but you talk to your friends who are also into tarot about it the reflections that you're going to get are going to be much more multifaceted than just your own kind of fears and anxieties um so for me tarot is is best used in like that kind of coven um yeah Case you know with with three or four really trusted people who get you and where you can all kind of go okay calm down it doesn't mean this. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so you use the example of the death card the hanged mm-hmm. man uh like that was the ten of swords three of swords. there's a few really dark cards within the pack and yet they reflect the truth of life they also to me every single tarot card has it's a it comes with it's like a double edge so yes it's reflecting how difficult things can be but there's always some light in there somewhere Mm. Um, and we do see I see I was watching a very recent Netflix show and they had they had a tarot reading as part of it and all of those cards came out and I was just like oh my god could we (sighs) be any more cliched really like this show as well (laughs) and with the music as well no doubt it was like yeah and then of course people start dying and stuff like that and it's like
0: oh god it's like have we not moved on yet never
1: happened to me i've never done a reading and then everybody starts being murdered it's just like you know if you get the day please don't yeah say you got an array of the worst cards i'd be like okay you're going through a really difficult time probably most of which has already happened and you already know about it so how are we going to get out of Mm. this how are we going to kind of reclaim our power and work towards a happier existence and the tarot will give you that too um it's not just all doom and gloom and you know
0: I love what you were saying there about reading with a group of friends because Mm. I think sometimes particularly the tarot um it, it can be quite like there's a mirror holy broomsticks yes ouch that hurts and it can just bring to mind all the things that just feel overwhelming in that moment but when you are with friends you're like oh no 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 we could look at it from this point of view or like you said actually no you've already done that so let's look at how we're moving forward or like like you've been sitting on the edge about that it's time to make a decision and I think that's a really beautiful gift that we can give our give our friends so I really love that because I have been known to pull a card before and go oh I don't, don't like that one and pull another <laughs> yeah <laughs> Slightly guilty. Whereas if you're with friends, you you are held accountable by the guards, oh, but yeah, also that that group too. Pardon,
1: they'll slow you down and they'll go, "Hang yeah. on, no, let's not put the card back. Let's look at it. Maybe take a couple more to go with it and see
0: yeah.
1: what truth can we find within this card." It doesn't have to. to but I think that thing, the the predictive thing that culture says that tarot is going to somehow predict your imminent death, <laughs> it's, um it's so ingrained in us all. You know, yeah. it took me a long time to work that out of my system and figure out the reasons why culture does that and so for people who are coming to tarot in the first instance of course that's there on the surface Mm. Um, but for me tarot are a loving tool of spirit you know they want us to be better they want us to be braver they want us to be our truest self which is a huge task that they set for us and this constant churning us backwards into our truest self which is painful because so many of us have become quite far removed from that you know mm. we put on so many masks as we go about our days to be accepted and to fit into different circumstances so tarot will have you letting those masks down which is not simple and can feel really exhaustive kind of it's like
0: a lot of inner work <laughs> yeah I love that I've never thought about tarot in that way that tarot just want us to be better
1: I think they do, yeah. yeah.
0: I love that, because it is about coming back to your truth, embodying your truth, dealing with the stuff that you're trying to turn a blind eye to. And I think sometimes whilst that can feel exhausting, it is way more exhausting to carry on being who you're not supposed to be, to carry on with those roles. You might be able to do it for a few years, possibly a few decades, but the amount of people that I've seen that have crashed and burned and they can't do it anymore, you know, they've almost got to have that breakdown to have that breakthrough. And I think if, like you said earlier about, any kind of tool that we use for any kind of personal development or personal connection shouldn't be just like you know once a year or once a a couple of years but if you had that relationship or you got together with your friends or you were honest with your own reading not note to self Rebecca don't get rid of (laughs) the don't reshuffle or like seeing yourself but really routinely it just makes all of those passages so much easier instead of like having to Tear off the band aid, and the tarot is like, Right, I've got a once in the year. It's like, Oh, okay, let's look at this first of all, and then the next layer. And it, I think, we just all of it is about developing relationship with ourselves, isn't it? And it's like, If you're saying to yourself, I prioritize myself, I love myself enough that I want to be the best that I can be, none of us can do that by ourselves because we have our own limitations of what we can see. So, to get external support, like going to a reader like yourself or working with a deck. Honestly, not cheating. Um, I think that's a really beautiful gift that we can give ourselves, isn't it? Just to have. We go through life with our own experiences through our own lens, don't we? But when we have tools like the tarot, it just gets us just to look outside of our own experience and go, oh, hang on a minute. I hadn't noticed that maybe this card is showing me something that I've been squinting through rather than that. So I I think that's a really beautiful way that you're using them there so how did you go from teenage Russell Grant I can't believe he had a tarot deck that's so cool um was <laughs> my mum reading her horoscopes from him um, <laughs> from him to becoming a tarot reader was that is that something you've always done did you
1: step well, away I mean, or did you
0: claim it I guess when I was younger
1: so I was reading tarot cards for people when I was a teenager I mean one of my sort of core memories from that was being in been 17 years old and my friend's parents had gone on holiday and mistakenly decided to leave her at home and let me stay over for two weeks we had a whale of a time honestly it was crackers a bit wild but we had I guess a house party at one point and what I remember from that is sitting in the kitchen sort of on the shelf not on a chair because teenagers don't use chairs sitting on on this kitchen side and having people having a queue of other teenagers going round the house to have their tarot cards read. Um, And I think that was a really meaningful experience for me, Mm. not least because it helped me realize that every one of those teenagers with all of their angst and all of their cool and all of their masks, and oh my God, teenagers are good at masks, we're all actually really vulnerable, sweet people underneath. So I've got, you know, like some of the cool kids or the ones who I might find intimidating, got really beneath that surface and like they just want to know they're going to be OK, you know. Mm. Um. So that was a really lovely experience. And then I carried on. You know, I've always had decks and always, you know, I have read them a bit at uni and. Then onwards, my husband was in bands and did music. I always have a, about you know, a deck in my bag and reading them after parties, which I don't approve of now, but I can't do anything about probably reading under the influence. Part of your own journey, but yeah. it was part of my journey, and you know, we had fun. Um, but then, <laughs> into my thirties, it became more the, the reflection that I talk about now, the kind of creative inspiration. Um, and it was really in my late 20s i started reading professionally it just happened the weirdest the the way it happened was i worked for a very sensible normal job um taking doing complaints police complaints mm. um for many many years and my manager there asked me to come to her to her house and to read for her and her friends and they paid me in a massive bag of wine <laughs> 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 Again, I don't drink now, so that be a thing, but it's great, I will take this wine. Um and so that affirmation from her really was was hugely powerful. and I'll always sort of be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And then I start the words started to spread and I'd just be reading here and there and everywhere um up for different people, parties, stuff like that. And then I had my kids. Um, and my tarot path changed because I had young children, so I couldn't be going out doing readings. And actually, it became mm. more about exploring the tarot for myself. So I wrote Dirty and Divine, which was I basically went through every single tarot card in the deck and lived with it and then journaled on it mm. and wrote a whole book around my experiences of each card, but encouraging the reader to do their experiences of yeah. each card, um, and also giving meanings for those cards. Um Based sort of roughly on that so that was for me a real quest
0: a real vision quest into going. what was your biggest insight during that time living with a card because I mean you're asking that energy to come front and center of your life they well, you? changed my life it was
1: really transformative you yeah. realize how transformative tarot are because they you know doing readings now and again is not the same as sitting through every single of those 78 cards that illuminated a lot of things for me and I was in that Place of change as well, moving on from being a kind Mm. of, you know, I guess, and in my twenties and that kind of wild lifestyle I had with my husband being in bands and stuff like that, to being um, a mother and Mm. not in that lifestyle anymore, and having removed myself from it, and kind of, but then trying to refigure out who I was. So the cards doing that journey helped me recognize who I was, who I was becoming. It became a catalyst to a lot of personal growth. Um, as well as growth within my marriage, um so yeah, it helped me see that tarot are this huge tool that goes way beyond kind of prediction or anything like yeah. that. and it was so, then.
0: Sorry, sorry, I was going to say, how long did you sit with each card? Like a well, it was
1: supposed to be one a day, but honestly, some Gosh. of them <laughs>
0: that's some a of bit, them were too yeah. much. Some of them yeah. you
1: couldn't do it in a day. There were, the lessons coming through and also the reflections of like you get certain cards and almost like literal reflections would occur Mm. within my day um and just it it was heavy it was actually quite heavy Mm. but fascinating process like some serious therapy (laughs) would you Um, do it again Not yet. (laughs) I don't mean tomorrow. That That was seven or so years ago. I'm not ready for it yet. I still feel like it's rippling out. But, you know, I would do it. That's intense. I mean, the thing is, I go through the cards all the time. Mm. So I feel like I'm constantly living through because I do workshops where I go through every single card. And I've Mm. now created two tarot decks where I go through every card every time, you know, and rewrite the meanings and change the meanings. Um, So, for example... Yeah, I've got the book of tarot which again goes through every card but not living personally through it but I still have to keep going through them and
0: every time is like a refresher <laughs> oh, <John. laughs> to remember this yeah. yeah so you go from living through all of the cards mm-hmm. reading tarot doing workshops what made you want to create your own decks what did you think was missing from the the array of decks that you you wanted to do your own version. The
1: first deck I created was um called a cosmic mother deck, which I self-published. And the reason I did that was because I had a four-year-old mm-hmm. who really wanted me to entertain her, whilst I also had a baby who slept a lot. And my four-year-old was very much into painting. So I said, like, let's create a tarot deck together, thinking we'd probably do 10 cards and then she'd be yeah. bored. But she actually sat with me in this kitchen. And basically painted a whole deck with me so at the end of that I was like well might as well publish this um so I did um I did a couple of short runs um which then felt just magical it was lovely it was like we're dealing with a child kind of having to look at tarot with sensors on because I am with a four-year-old so we're not going to be dealing with the heavier kind of stuff Mm. so it made that deck really light and really accessible and I think helped me to understand that tarot um, whilst they do have the darkness and the self-reflection they're also this beautiful tool of the light um, and really understanding ourselves in a kind of I'm going to say light again lighter kind Mm. of way um and fun and From love and innocence and joy love and innocence. Yeah. yeah inner child magic
0: yeah but so
1: if that I mean every like I say every time I work through cards it infuses different understandings so then after that I did the book of tarot which is just a like standard guide to reading tarot which I think I needed to write for myself like because i'd started with dirty and divine which was this big deep exploration yeah and i thought no i just need to make sure that i know what i'm talking about so that a beginner can pick up the cards Mm. because i do feel like i'm speaking to beginners and i'm making them more accessible um so the book of tarot is kind of a guide to intuition and reading the tarot and then most recently was rebel heart tarot which was just published in december um so a couple of months ago and is that that hot pink deck Yeah. Yes. So that was created with, with Nikki Cotton, an artist. It was the most amazing adventure into collaboration. So I've never Mm. collaborated on any, with anyone on tarot, but actually getting, we worked very, very closely on those cards, on the artwork and the meanings. And again, it was like a whole nother education for me. And what I tried to infuse into those meanings for those cards was I wanted to create a deck where people who have never used tarot can pick up a card even the scariest ones and be given not only the meaning of the card, but answers and solutions Mm. and be given hope. So each card within the guidebook is written within a way that is like, yeah, things, this is where you are at and this is what you can do. And this is the power you can take from it. Um, Because I think some of the old, more old fashioned decks don't really do that. Um, And I wanted to be able to give people that affirmation and magic. Plus, the artwork by Nikki is just off the hook. It's amazing. It's so <laughs> beautiful and modern and
0: contemporary. Mm. Yeah, we need a bit of that. Um, when you were creating that deck, was there any card that you fell in love with? And equally, equally was there any card that was more challenging for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I fell in love with so many. Like, I'll look through that <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, this is my favourite card. Oh, no, this is my favourite. They're all my favourite cards. Mm. Um, Some of them, I think every time I've worked with Tarot, there's always going to be certain cards that I haven't fully... I, th- I always say this to people when they're learning the cards. Like, what if... What if there's a card I don't understand? I'm like, of course there's going to be a card you don't understand. There's 78 cards here that represent everything that could happen in life. You're not going to have experienced it all. So some of it you might only understand on like a kind of theoretical level um, if you haven't lived through it. And um, for me, living through the experiences gives you the dictionary and the thesaurus within your own head to understand Mm -hmm. the card. Um, So there's definitely cards that I loved and it just came together really easily and then there were others that were trickier I can't think of any examples at the minute perhaps some of the swords <laughs> that can be a little bit tricky um because they're about cutting things away and, and difficults and sort of thoughts and uh, they're not my naturally there's certain like the ones I feel like akin to because they're creativity and the cups mm. are all about love and the pentacles it's the everyday world that we live in so the swords are a bit more this mental kind of machinations and logic so that like, I'm not always the most logical person um, <laughs> but yeah I mean it was it's a whole adventure each time I work through the cards learn so much more
0: each time as mm. well again just a reflection of the tarot isn't it cycles of life we just every time we do something we just dive a little bit deeper so mm-hmm. where would you like recommend somebody who's maybe like oh the tarot because it, it still surprises me and it really shouldn't that I have a lot of clients in America and they are really like oh I can't talk about tarot my community will be like really but I didn't I would never realized it had been illegal like you said in America which is I
1: think yeah I think understandable that they, they carry
0: that that energy um but where would you recommend somebody that would is like curious but maybe a little bit nervous about starting that journey where would you recommend they start with tarot or is there a particular deck perhaps your hot pink deck um i I would say sorry remind us obviously all this will be in the show notes but what's that what's your latest deck called
1: it's rebel heart Tarot. that's it rebel Heart. it's it's rebellious it's trying to like undo this crap that's been built up Mm -hmm. around tarot and so between the Rebel Heart Tarot and that my, my book, the Book of Tarot, which is a simplistic beginner's guide, yeah. um, I think you'd be pretty well set to get going. And what I would say is, get yourself a deck. But also, you know, you might not like the artwork on my deck. I'm going to be quite honest and say the fact is, what really matters for a beginner is that you are using a deck that you can associate with that feels a little mm. bit like you and that you can look at the images and start to get connections, make stories, use your imagination, have a feel for. So if that's not my deck, no, no problem. <laughs> Go find a deck that works, you know, and kind of, that's the most power. So many people try and use this deck that they were given 20 years ago, or that they, the first deck they bought when perhaps decks weren't as, you know, kind of abundant as they are now. Mm. They struggle because for some reason they can't connect to the artwork. And I think, there that's are the incredible decks
0: around today, aren't they? Got many. Now. We are so lucky. A friend of mine, she had this alien deck, and I was, I was like, the artwork was just phenomenal. I mean, aliens aren't really my thing, but I was just like, just the artwork was fantastic. And I had a reading from her, and it was so spot on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, no judgment. Yeah. I mean, just get the deck. That's you. Yeah. If it's like cute cats, great. I was, I work with a woman um, teaching her tarot, and she has the cutest little. They're dead simplistic, like little, almost like childlike, yeah. kiddy kind of cartoony images on them. But they get it, you know. Every I can look at her cards and go, oh, yeah, that absolutely captures the meaning mm. of that card, even though it's so cute and simplistic. So it does there, should be no judgment. You shouldn't feel like you have to go use some archaic ancient deck. I mean, tarot, let's just bear in mind tarot are only a few hundred years old and they started off as a game. A game that came out of Turkey in Italy that like rich families would play for entertainment to create stories and poetry, um, and it's somewhere along the line they've started to be used for divination and they work very effectively for that and for connecting with spirit and connecting with the higher self. But <laughs> I just I just think it's there's room there there's wiggle room to to use that kind of the initial reason that people these cards were created to use our imaginations and create stories. Let's Mm -hmm. bring that back into tarot. So get a deck where you can look at it and go, yeah, I I understand this story that's on this card. I'm seeing it as maybe a comic strip or a book. You know what? You've got five cards laid out. What's the story across all of these? That kind of thing. Um, But get get the right deck that really speaks to you. And then just start to read like every few days, take a card for yourself and then sit with it. Um, and begin to understand it not just from what the book says it means but from the experiences that you have whilst you have whilst you're working with that card make it personal because if you're trying to we all come from an education system that wants us to learn things by rote mm. and have like a very specific understanding of what a certain thing is and people get quite panicked about that like oh what if I can't remember what's the right meaning yeah, yeah. But I'm like, right. well, don't, you don't have to remember them. You can look at the card and come up with your own meaning. And you know what? Even if it's different from mine or from anybody else's, if it feels right to you, then that's your meaning for the card. And that's what you should assign to it and attribute to it. And then continue working to it and continue to grow that meaning over time. Um, and when you're then working with people or reading for a friend, you tell them your meaning for the card and hopefully that it will align because yeah. that's just the magic um you know use your imagination The imagination is a tool of
0: spirit um i i, I love that you encourage that because it's something i feel quite strongly about is like guidebooks are really great to guide you yeah but they're not the hard and fast rules it's like you know like you like if you read a card a particular way i might look at that and think oh that reminds me of something different and so when that card came up to me it's talking to me and it's about how i would interpret that and a lot of people i know that oh how do i how do i trust my intuition more or you know they think they have to be like psychic or something to work with these tools of divination um where how do you encourage people like to trust their intuition it like you say from a world that tells us there's a right and a wrong for yeah, yeah. for learning
1: keep using tarot is a really mm. good way to learn to trust your intuition and in that way that I've described where you're taking cards and then marrying them up with your life experiences you'll soon start to see patterns and you'll soon start to recognize how just magic infiltrates everything and when you start to connect with that it becomes a lot easier to believe your intuition mm-hmm. um also you know kind of work with the world around you you know I feel like we're all being given signs all the time there's all kinds of connections and intriguing events that happen and it's just examining it a little bit more and going a bit deeper and being open to the fact that we're all connected and we're all got this like innate psychic ability probably some more than others Um, but it's there and you've all had everybody's had experiences that have been a little bit otherworldly and unworldly and kind of magical so it's sourcing all of those and examining them and giving yourself permission to honor those experiences Um, but yeah just keep using the tarot tarot is a really great in sort of in to intuition um, because you'll start seeing the patterns um, and when you see them you can't unsee them and you begin to recognize that god the divine angels guides they're talking to you Um, whether it's through the cards or whether it's through the little robin that keeps appearing on the fence or you know whatever it happens to be it the cosmos the universe is talking to you um and it will speak through your own feelings your gut your instincts your thoughts um not all of them some of them are human anxiety ridden ones but Mm. it's sorting through that and kind of recognizing that you have the connection as much as anybody else
0: yeah and I love living in a highly symbolic world and not from a oh everything happens for a reason type of thing but from a just looking for the signs and the symbols around us just paying a little bit more attention to something that just caught our eye and maybe you still dismiss it or maybe you can just be like oh yeah that's just a little nudge back in the right direction do you this is probably like asking you to choose a favorite child, but do you have a favorite tarot deck that's not your own at the moment? One that you, or do you have one that you tend to use more for clients or does it, does it just change I'm regularly for you? going to be really
1: honest and say the only deck I use now is Rebel Heart Tarot. Yeah. But until I had Rebel Heart Tarot and had created that, I would use my Cosmic Mother decks a lot of the time, but I would also use other, there's one called Medicine Woman deck that I'm quite fond mm. of. I also quite like, um, the spiral deck, um and have a few others. But honestly, since creating Rebel Heart Tarot, it's like it's imbued with it's everything I've ever learned yeah. about tarot. So now I, I can't use anything but that. But it's, Medicine it's, Woman
0: it's, is a lovely deck. Yeah, I no, I think I have that one actually. I, I had to put all of my cards away in a big, big, big box. So I was like, I have too many. I've just put them all <laughs> away, and I just have a couple on my desk. Um, but. Ha- do we ask, how many decks of tarot do you have?
1: Not that many. <laughs> not that many? Oh, good. <laughs> not, like, not a collector.
0: <laughs> no. Because... I'm too
1: much of a magnify. I'm like, oh, I love the art. Like, ta- I have so many decks that I don't use, so I don't really see the point. Yeah. Um, and often I think if a, if a deck's working for me, I. what's the point in having all the others on the shelf? Um, because I have always stuck to the same two or three decks to mm. read with um so probably um I'm thinking well if we include oracle cards then I probably can add the number goes up a bit because oracle are quite fun and different so yeah probably about well, only about 20 though maybe oh, okay that's and a lot of those I use I like designate them now they're not really even mine
0: I use them for workshops mm-hmm. so um do you use oracle cards often in daily life or do you tend to no, stick to the tarot I
1: I Use oracle cards, yeah. I love oracle yeah. cards. I think sometimes we're not in the right headspace for tarot. Sometimes mm. we don't want to reflect. Sometimes we don't want to <laughs> do all that work. We just want to know everything's going to be okay or be given something a bit more direct. Yeah. So I think oracle are really good at that. And I have like a cosmic sisterhood online that people come and join, and I use oracle a lot as well as tarot within that space to kind mm. of reflect on what every, the themes that everybody's moving through. Um, and I used to oracle and tarot together as well. Yeah.
0: Can work really beautifully. And how do you use those together? Just like a deepening into the yeah. theme of the tarot card? Or... or
1: Say if I was doing it with a client, I might take, you know, do my usual tarot reading and then at the end take a few oracle cards, which honestly and so beautifully reflective of everything we've already talked about, mm-hmm. just from a different kind of perspective, with different artwork and somebody else's words perhaps attached. Um, I always find... It just it does a really good job of kind of capping it off and kind of creating a circle where the person is held within all this different type mm. of wisdom. Um, but oracle are just yeah, they're just uh, they're lovely. Um, and there's so many again, so many different types of decks, it just is so type many of, uh, of
0: spiritual wisdom. So, we'll do you have it. a favorite uh oracle deck at the moment, knowing that mm. that might change? I like the Lanson Oracle at the moment.
1: Ooh um it's quite deep um mm. and the images are kind of dark as <laughs> the tarot person in me coming out <laughs> um, but it, it is it's quite quite a deep deck I am actually very secret creating an oracle deck with yeah yes, yes. Uh, you see I'm all taroted out at the minute whenever I've created a tarot something or other it, it, it's a lot um and so now I'm working with the same artist Nikki Cotton mm. and we creating an oracle deck which is so joyful like tarot was hardcore yeah well, tarot, whenever i create a book or deck of tarot is hardcore but this feels really light and quick <laughs> like we only started a couple of weeks. Oh, i'm ago. not having to live yeah. this every day <laughs> yeah so the tarot took us months and were exhaustive yeah a little exhausting and empowering and beautiful but this other deck is like
0: it's like um it feels really liberated and free and
1: mm. kind of fun and
0: do we get a hint as to like the theme of yours is it going to be like light and playful is it going to be deep Light
1: and playful with probably some fairly deep messages within Mm. but what i wanted to work because the other thing that that comes up for me all the time is nature and signs so that would be the kind of general theme of what's going on there i love that any when are you hoping to have that available I don't know. We've no pressure, not, obviously. We've we've not even proposed it to our publisher yet. We're kind ah. of we're, we, our agent has it, and we're just mm. we're taking it slow because the cards have only just come out two yeah. three months ago. So oh wow, you, yeah, new, new, yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, let's just build this, create this, put it out at the right time.
0: So mm. Ooh, That is exciting.
1: Hopefully, you know, it will move. I mean, hopefully that. publisher or a publisher
0: will like it um yeah
1: we'll we'll see where we go with it
0: what do you see like the future of tarot being what would you like the future of tarot to be? I mean I'm assuming like moving away from people fearing it but
1: yeah I would like people to who who feel that they want to to be able to get a deck and connect to it without Mm -hmm. necessarily feeling like they need to go to a third party I mean obviously I do a lot of readings for people because not everybody's always going to want to do tarot for themselves. I'd like it to be accepted. I'd like people who p- people to be able to include it within their kind of array of spiritual tools without a second thought and to have and also for it to enable those people to really connect to their intuition and their own spiritual path. Mm. Um with tarot as kind of a, as a catalyst for that, I think is a really beautiful thing, or as just part of their spiritual path um and yeah just i like to see it go a bit more mainstream like astrology or something you know because yeah. i think there was, it's such
0: an incredible tool do you like to use any other tools of divination apart from cards uh i love, oh, I love a bit of numerology um
1: mm. i like astro. i find astrology fascinating so within my cosmic sisterhood i'm always exploring different things so i've used runes um I did try and teach myself runes at one point in lockdown, but only <laughs> so far, um, but fascinating. And they are an ancient, you know, tarot mm. only 200 years old, but runes are ancient, ancient, fully, you know, fledged kind of wisdom, spiritual sacred wisdom. Um, what else do I like? I feel like I'm always reading the world. I feel mm. like having read symbols and signs on cards for 30 years is, I now see symbols and signs everywhere. Um, so I'm reading the weather the birds i see the kind of sounds and conversations i have and the weird coming together and synchronicity of everything mm-hmm. um you know I, I like to have a spiritual faith as well because that's the other thing is tarot is not something to be taken in and of itself it's it goes it sits well with having some kind of faith and um you know i think again that's something that everybody has to figure out for themselves. So for me, I wouldn't have no name for it. I wouldn't say I was a witch or I wouldn't say I was a Buddhist. I, I, I just feel like I'm, I have faith that there is so much more and it's here with me and it's here with you and it's here with everybody listening um, and it can be accessed and it's there for our benefit. Um, so how do you see Tarot fitting in
0: with that faith?
1: How do you see those I two feel working like together? Okay, so Tarot are, are the tool, aren't they? They're mm-hmm. the tool of... This higher power, let's call it a higher power, which I cannot fully understand. I, you know, I read a lot about it, and I study, and I meditate, and I think about it, and I feel deeply personally connected to it. At the same time, I feel like it's so far off long that I can't access it. But tarot are. They're so magical. Every, You know, like if I do a, a day reading cards for people and every single person who sits in front of me will get a completely different set of cards that completely reflect their life experience. It's like, what is this force that is causing these mm. cards to come out so perfectly for each and every individual that they're all sat there going, you've just told me my life. You know, and I feel like the middleman a lot of the time. <laughs> like yeah. I've, I've put myself in, I've trained myself to be able to interpret exactly what, god goddess angels guides want me to say the higher power so I feel like tarot are a way to communicate with our higher power the thing that we have faith in so that's where I guess I sit with that Mm. they are a tool they're the the wi-fi between between (laughs) us and of god or whatever you choose to name it
0: (laughs) yeah and and I I always love that I mean I don't know if you're familiar with charm casting, but that's why I love working with charms or like everyday objects you find around your house because it's just, you're being that middle of just interpreting mm-hmm. that message that's coming through, but in a way that is just really accessible for yeah. yourself.
1: Yeah. It's more direct. Like you can go around looking at, like I do, like the skies or whatever pebbles come across my path or, you know, these kind of things. And I do find a lot of meaning in all of that, but tomorrow yeah. is like, okay, like, let's talk to, the higher being, the cosmos, the universe, and and that's the why they're horrendously truthful. Um
0: <laughs> they, don't, no they want they
1: want you to be better. It's not tarot yeah. that wants you to be better. Tarot is a deck of bits of paper. It's the the higher force that wants you to be better, that wants you to be loved and feel
0: love and experience mm. everything to the highest capacity of your current life. And I th- I think that fits really beautifully in what you were saying, because the you know there's no good cards and there's no bad cards they're just it's they're just our cards and it's like that (laughs) that higher being isn't there to like punish you or praise you it's just like neutral it's here's just the truth it's like and you can do with that what you will and I think we sometimes get so caught up in just not wanting to feel bad and it's like it's just an emotion signposting you that something's not right and it's like giving you it's like at some point it's going to get so bad it's like you know people talk about hitting rock bottom before they make changes but it's like if we mm-hmm. can just go oh that's uncomfortable and instead of numbing it out or ignoring it we can go actually what is the issue we could probably prevent many people having to go through so much more to get to their like straw that broke the camel's back moment and it's like if you have the cards just remember they're not trying to scare you or punish you or any of that stuff they're awesome. just they're just saying this is where you're at right now what what can we do yeah Yeah. get help ask for help do this get creative follow that passion you've always wanted tell that person to poke off you know whatever it is it's just like it it just is and I think yeah I I remember working with someone once and they were like um it was it was a teacher I had and in the spiritual world not like a primary Mm -hmm. school teacher and they were like oh yes and this goddess smited that person I'm like Get out of town, no yeah. things. you know it's like, of course not. It's like that is just such a awful way I'm of looking to... at the world. yeah, Very, like traditional patriarchal religious, yes and That's I was true. just like, it was just so <laughs> disgusting. you know, this person was having a really bad time and it was like, oh, it's because they have done this. And I was like, no. <laughs> just, we all, well, we just all know from, in so many ways <laughs> you know the cultural history is that we come from a
1: religious background that mm. is very smitey <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it's and it's like and, oh vindictive. and actually yeah. I think a lot of people swallow that whole and then translate it into spirituality or goddesses and actually mm. I think that the higher powers whatever they may be are very neutral are very unjudgmental just that I keep coming back to that they want us to get there they want us to be better which can feel like punishment if we've gone very far away from mm. our inner truth but it's not punishment it's this beautiful karmic cycle of being pushed back to your highest truth which can be a painful thing to kind of work through
0: the mud to get towards but that's not punishment it's just no. the work of life and becoming it's like human. having to be honest after you've been like yeah. creating this like very intricate web of lies around you yeah, well, <laughs> chaos. And we all have done it we've all yeah. created chaos
1: um probably in the belief that we were doing the right thing at the time mm. i think most people are not doing these things for evil or vindictive reasons but and and
0: also for protect self-protection a lot of the time we've I, yeah. farmers, you know a lot of um I, it's like you said something earlier and it's like we show up in the world like wanting to be like loved and accepted. And I think from a very young age, I always say particularly women, but that's mainly because I actually work mainly with women, yeah. to, you know, basically. So I can't really talk about anything else, but it's that energy of like being that good girl or it's like, oh, I have to like be quiet or tone myself down or help around the house to be good. And we equate that goodness with being loved mm. and, you know, that praise with being loved. And that's when it gets very, very icky. And it's suddenly like, oh, who do I need to be right now to be loved? And I think tarot is just like, oi, remember, this is who you are.
1: Yeah. yeah. And do you know, come back to your own that, self. That I love about tarot, and I wrote mm. about
0: this in Dirty and
1: Divine, and I wrote a whole section on good girls and bad girls. And mm. um, in the tarot, they're all just neutral girls. There's yeah. none of this crap that we get from society, there's no harlots in there, there's no kind of heartbreaking evil kind of stepmothers <laughs> or anything there's just women in positions of archetypal power yeah. and men in positions of archetypal power and then there's all of life playing out in and amongst that and a lot of the cards don't even have people on them they're just so they're more themed so it takes us away from the very kind of cultural expectations of of how a woman should be and deposits mm. us straight back into our power yeah that's another reason to love
0: tarot so archetypes is just so powerful, aren't they? It's like we just moving throughout them all the time. I I remember I once was a stepmom, and uh, I I always used to say, oh, but not the evil kind. <laughs> it was always like you know was, we just have all of these stories. And I had I uh, was listening to someone. I think it was Will Store talking, and he was saying. there there are people that suggest we are human because of our ability to tell story we tell Mm. story to share to teach people we share people we share stories to warn people to educate to pass on information to inspire people and I think that's one of the things I love about the tarot is like that archetypal story you can find yourself in any moment of your life in any one of those cards and you know it does it's like you're here and we can move forward and sometimes to move forward we have to go through challenges so that we can grow and evolve and sometimes they're not going to feel very comfortable and sometimes (laughs) they're going to feel absolutely delightful but both are valid yes and we're going to get through them (laughs) somehow one way or the other Um. so do you have any final advice for people to get started with the tarot i mean obviously to come and check out your website and your books and your own tarot cards or is it just a case of follow what inspires you and just give it a go yeah i mean
1: i think that's the kind of nature of my work is follow what inspires you Mm. you know if you you have to listen to all of this and you feel compelled to go explore tarot then you know maybe you don't want to spend any money i'm not going to keep hard selling my books but come follow me on instagram and i do loads of readings and share stuff over on there so that's alice Griss tarot but also just explore it from your own perspective and give yourself permission to kind of be your own oracle on what each card mm-hmm. means and just gently dip your toe in tarot is nothing to be scared of they want you to get higher and better and they are profoundly helpful tool in life so I would just encourage people if they're feeling called to it to to have a little play you don't have to kind of become like a crazy tarot creating book writing person like me
0: <laughs> you can, <laughs> you, can have,
1: <laughs> you can do that you get out every so often when your mates around it's so much mm. fun honestly we've had a lot of big talk here about you know how tarot are here to help us and all of this spiritual stuff but honestly they're just a lot of fun too um
0: and i think that's as good in as anything else it's probably the most important in though isn't it because when we're in that energy of play and openness and i think I think one of the things play does is it allows us to be open it allows us to be curious it allows us to have that innocence and childlike curiosity and it's so much easier to learn from that place too because yeah. like you said when you're at your parties when you're younger and all of those teenagers were coming with their questions and it's just like oh they're just people and it, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like that's kind of life isn't it we build up all of these oh they're the cool person or they won't want to talk to me and it's like oh they're we're just people all of our own insecurities regardless yeah. of how we're showing on the exterior and I think that tarot is very leveling that it just mm. reminds us that oh yeah they they have all their stuff together right now and maybe they're having a really great time but they would have had challenges and they'll probably have challenges again and it's yeah. like we're just living or trying to get through our own human experiences
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so kind of a nice way to
0: to accompany you with that yeah I was I was like, there's a phrase like witches are never alone, and I think it's so true. It's just like you, you know, when you're connecting to all of that intuitive stuff, and you're connecting to your, the higher power or all through the cards, it's like you've always got that that council of information if you choose to explore it. Yeah. So, where can people find you? Obviously, everything will be in the show notes, but you've mentioned yeah, your so Instagram. Is that the best place, or is the best Alice place Christ to go to your Carol. website? Yeah, it's my Instagram. There's
1: Alice Christ dot so if people want to book a reading mm. um, or work with me i do all kinds of different readings including oracle cards and healing ones um and yeah there's just my books and my cards are, are also a really great place to kind of go source you know if you want more of what you've heard here today that's where you'll find it
0: fabulous thank you so much for your time today it's been really great talking to thank you. you rebecca
1: <laughs>